I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Welcome back to America's Favorite Podcast. I'm America's Favorite Podcaster. Um, I'm sorry if I sound a little bit under the weather. I am a little bit under the weather. But I have a stacked lineup, a raucous week of content. The news cycle allowed it. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about my week a few weeks ago. I had some friends come into town um from my hometown and that was really exciting I love when they come into town they make me feel young again I feel like I'm 17 every time they come into town um just on my worst behavior (laughs) just kidding it was actually I thought I was gonna have to be the voice of reason like I thought I was gonna be like like they were here all weekend and I thought I only went out with them like one or two nights, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink that much. I'm going to stay pretty sober most of the weekend, and then, like, I went out, and, like, partially through the night, one of them was like, I'm not drinking anymore, and I immediately did a complete 180 on that um, and started buying shots, so, I mean, all in all, not not bad. It actually stayed pretty under control, all things considered, Um we saw the guy from The Bachelor, apparently, like, the villain of The Bachelorette last season. Um, we were out at the bars, and, like, we were inside, and there was, like, this sort of window that, like, looked down on the patio. And, like, one of my friends is like, is that the guy from The Bachelor? And I was like, I think so. And he goes out there, and he's like, are you the guy? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and got a picture of them. So that was cool. Bachelor Nation rise. Um, anything can happen in, in good old Austin, Texas. Um, the night that I didn't go out with them, apparently, um, there was a bit of an altercation at the bars, um, a heated argument between my friends and some other group of people. Um, thank God I wasn't there because I am like the opposite of like the meme where like the girl is like, I can calm him down. Like, Jake, like, look at me in the eyes. Like, you don't need to do this. I'm the opposite of that when I've been out with my with my friends from home. Um, we are all Olympians at instigating, and I probably would have been encouraging whatever was happening to go a bit further just purely for entertainment purposes. So it was really God's plan that I didn't go out with them that night. Um but yeah, I miss them, and I never get to see them very often. It was nice seeing them. I had a good time. I left at midnight, like Cinderella, two hours before the bars close. It starts to get the vibe starts to change a little bit, and I know it's time for me to head out. So I called someone to come pick me up, and I left. But it was fun, good time. I hope I see them again soon. Um, in other news. Donda and Certified Lover Boy have dropped, and I've decided to do an entire review from a real Kanye fan and a slight Kanye or Drake hater. I don't hate Drake's music. I hate Drake. I don't hate Drake. Something about his personality is so cringe, but I like the album, unfortunately for me. Um, I literally like put on the on my little list of notes like I was gonna do a half-hearted review of the album because I didn't want to listen to it and I put off listening to both of these albums because they made them both so unnecessarily long like there's no reason for an album to be 26 songs like not at all there should have been like an EP and then an album but 26 songs on an album is like ridiculous but I listened to both of them all the way through and here is my 
song by song, at least the ones that are. In- <gasps> I sorry, I almost dropped my phone. Song by song review from um, the kid. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start with Donda. God breathes. Actually, what was the first? I like I like the little chant at the beginning. I like the Donda chant at the beginning of Donda. It was good. It was uh, very primal, almost. Really got us into the vibe of of what we're about to to go into. Jail is incredible. It was the only song I listened to when the album first dropped until I put it down. Um, good shit. I don't know. I like Jail. God breathes. Good. This is, like, one of the songs on the album that, like, eh, there's, like, four other ones that sound exactly like it. Like, as you keep going down, that's why you don't make a 27-song album because, like, at least three or four of them are going to sound exactly the same. Um, and really, like, 808s and Heartbreak-esque with, like, the harmonies and stuff. Um, you know what I'm mad at? I'm so pissed at Bo Burnham for his little – and I understand he was, like, just – paying homage to Kanye and he's probably a Kanye fan but like him doing what is it like make happy or whatever where he does that sort of like Kanye like synth talking over like harmonies in the background that really ruined that concept in Kanye songs for me like it just Bo Burnham made it so fucking campy and I hate it for that and I hope Kanye Kanye hates him for that too because I don't know it, it just, like, it, it just really, it really did not, it, like, ruins it for me. Um, lots of long intros and outros, uh, leaving room for people to catch the Holy Spirit. If you don't get it, then you don't get it. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, there was a writing credit on this song for Aaron Butts, um, which is really unfortunate for him to get credit on a Kanye song and then have to be named Aaron Butts. Um off the grid one of my favorite songs on the album 10 out of 10 at first I didn't like it and like as it went on I was like oh this is fire it's one of the more rappy songs I think Playboy Cardi's on it um maybe or just someone else who sounds exactly like Playboy Cardi um only Kanye can get away with making an entire album and not like putting features names on it like he didn't put one single person's feature on the song and they still agreed to be on the album that'd be so annoying um there's this line on the song where kanye's like mama bag is more heavy we had to stop counting it was getting too petty um let me find out that mrs kimberly kardashian was shaming kanye west for not having as money as much money as her kimberly i I don't want to hear about that like Oh my god. If that's really why it ended, I mean, like the majority of marriages end over like financial issues, but like that line made me so sad. Ugh. But yeah, Off the Grid, one of the better albums on the song, or one of the better songs on the record, and um way more rap dense than a lot of the other songs. Hurricane. The weekend's voice sounds so good with gospel music. It's crazy. Um, I wonder if I feel like when you're on a Kanye album, like when you're featured, um, I'm assuming just because of like how much time you spend in the process of making it, I feel like if I had to like venture a guess, I'd say most of the people who've been on this album will have like some sort of like gospel influence in their um, in their next album just because of like how well he worked it in to this album with like so many sorts of different people but the weekend's voice just like perfectly fits the song it's amazing it fits gospel music so well um and i love gospel music oh jonah no no it's good beautiful amazing incredible uh okay okay little yachty stop rapping um i love little yachty as a person like the opposite of drake i love little yachty as a person um i think his rapping is just very much stuck in 2012 though um and he just needs to perform the hits and stop but I love him as a person like I want him to stay on the scene but I just I don't know I don't think rapping is for him really um I think he's with the six nines of the world uh where like their cult of personality sort of transcends the music um 
Yeah, the music isn't that great. Also, did anyone listen to the last half of this album? Like, Apple Music will have, like, a star next to, like, the most downloaded songs on the album. And, like, the last half has, like, no stars. Even though, like, the songs aren't that bad. But, it like, again, like, the album is way too fucking long. It's so long for absolutely no reason. Um, Janya. This was the point in the album where the censoring of curse words... And nigga really started to to weigh heavy on me. It was just starting to get annoying. I don't want to have to like use my brain power to guess what curse word is supposed to be in there for like the rhyming scheme. I don't want to do that. It was just unnecessary. Um, cut them out completely or don't. Believe what I say is one of the best songs uh of the year one of the best songs on this album it's right up there with like ghost town as far as some of my favorite kanye albums the lauren hill sample incredible i fucking love lauren hill um kanye references her a lot in his music and i don't think he's ever sampled her before maybe he has um but it's so groovy kanye singing is like this is like the most 808s and heartbreak song on the album like his harmonies and he sounds so good uh, I love this song. Um, don't involve yourself in things you don't have to know. A philosopher. Incredibly grimy baseline. Incredible song. 10 out of 10. Love this song. Um, I'm going to play it until I can't listen to it anymore. Um, 24. This was uh, the point in the album that I decided that this was goaded. Um, I liked Jesus is King. I enjoyed it. Um, but you can tell that like he was still sort of figuring out how to like incorporate like the gospel elements that he's like seems to be influenced by right now into like rap. Um, but he nailed it on this and like has clearly like perfected that. Um, this album is goaded, and 24 is when I decided that it was goaded. Um, and Connie's obviously because I grew up like around a lot of gospel and Christian music, I've heard a lot of like Christian artists who are influenced by like more secular music, try to like dip their toe into like contemporary and Christian music and try to fuse it. And it's like a lot harder than it looks just because like the way secular music is made and the way Christian music is made, like those influences interact a little bit but like not very much and Kanye is clearly listening to like music that's trying that's like aspiration aspiring to be what this album is um and like sort of like tweak those elements and and this album like is is perfect like he did it so well the gospel harmonies in this are great the outro was great um also the point in the album where I decided that I want to go to Kanye's next tour because this song would sound so good live. Um, Remote Control. Um, Future and Young Thug are on it. Um, song's not that great, but I, that redeems it. Um, Moon, very synthy. Again, it reminded me of Bo Burnham, and I was really angry that I kept having to think of Bo Burnham while listening to this album. Um, I really hate him so much for ruining that for me. But otherwise beautiful love the sense really dreamy um and ambient and cool and i like it uh heaven and hell incredible sample once again um i feel like connie was really like flexing his producing muscle on this um he i feel like everyone knows connie is a, connie is a producer and everyone shouts him out as a producer but like I don't know. He was really flexing on y'all with this one. Uh, he And he chose such good samples throughout the entire album. Like, I don't know. He's flexing his musical muscle throughout this entire album. But this this one right here is where I was like, ah, Kanye's a producer. Put some respect on his name. I love this song. Um, uh, the Jesus Lord, Kanye's verse on this really made me cry. It was so good. Um, what else? Tell the Vision. Um, is a song that featured Pop Smoke, who is dead. Um, and I couldn't really listen to the song all the way through because, like, hearing Pop Smoke's voice is, like, so weird. I don't think that we should, like, be releasing unreleased music with, like, dead artists. 
like it's just weird and it feels grimy and weird and like the um like they obviously try to like sort of produce his voice to the best of their abilities because like he probably died um after like doing like some rough cuts of the song and so it just sounds like so weird and also like it reminded me that Kanye did that thing where he like got a hologram of like Kim's dad for her birthday which is like really sweet and thoughtful and like such a eccentric thing to do but like it, I don't I don't like how how he plays with elements of like dead people and it just I don't know I don't like it um and I just didn't and like the way that Pop Smoke's voice sounded on it because it was so like underproduced like just kept reminding me that he was dead and like if I'm gonna listen to music from someone who's dead that's like released like I want to try to forget that as much as possible um I don't know it was just weird it was really weird I think the only time that it's been done well was like um Max last album Max last album was like uh really good for like something that was like unreleased um and even like the visuals they did for it were so well like I think that album's gonna age so well um and so will the visuals um Lord I Need You is so honest and sad and like such a good like breakup song even though like it's not trying too hard to be that is i don't know this is the point in the album where i wished one of my exes would have written a breakup album about me um but yeah the song is like so sad and you can tell how much he loves kim and it's it's just very very sad um and how much he like loves his kids i was i don't know this that song was really sad um pure souls i like the breakdown on um that bridge uh, the truth is only what you get away with. Again, Kanye Mario West is a philosopher. Come to life sounds like a Black Eyed Peas song, and I hated it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. It has like a Rihanna knockoff girl on it, and it was okay, but it would have been better with the real Rihanna. Donda, one of my favorite songs on the album. So good, no notes. Um, the choir harmonies in the back are so good. Um, and this also feels like... Um, like I mentioned earlier, how like Christian sort of like Christian music that tries to like pull elements of secular music is rarely ever done well. Um, and I think Jesus is King was interesting and new, but it wasn't doing this like well, I guess. I don't know, just in my opinion. Um, and Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper is also what like this album is what coloring book by chance the rapper wished it was um but just couldn't be because it wasn't kanye um also (laughs) while i was researching this album i came across this msnbc headline um that was talking about this album and how it is for trump supporters i can't find the fucking screenshot of it it's so funny Kanye's Donda is Christian music Trump's MAGA base can love. Um, The subheader says, West's album might be called Christian worst music by some, but it's more aptly described as an expression of a jumbled personal theology. Um, I take issue with that. Um, I spoke about Christianity in my last episode and like, who's to say whose theology is like jumbled, like just because you don't understand it. Like from where I'm sitting, Kanye's seems to have a good grasp on um, his own personal theology and his relationship with Christianity and how it fits into his life, even to the point of like understanding where it doesn't. I think um, one of the hardest parts probably of being a Christian and like the position that he's in is like reckoning with the parts of his life that are sort of inseparable from what he needs to do as an artist and as a like public figure. Um, but he like clearly addresses them and like um, is like really open about the sort of battle between the two. But what really <laughs> made me laugh about that headline is like the imagery of like some good old boy Trump supporter like <laughs> driving around in like his lifted truck, listening to Playboy Cardi's verse on Off the Grid. Like there's nothing not funny about that. Like I hope, I hope, I hope. <laughs> I hope someone saw the headline, like, put that on, and it's just, like, driving around listening to that. That would make me so happy. Um, 
But yeah, no, I hate the jumbled personal theology. Like what's jumbled about it? Like your personal theology cannot be jumbled because it's inherently personal. Um, and it, it cannot be like, I don't know, like it's so, it's so personal to you that it cannot be jumbled because you just knowing that you're, you're moving in like an authentic way makes it authentic. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, so yes, if I had to rate this album, I would give it a nine out of 10. Um, it, he, and I know like a lot of people like that are maybe not as spiritual like just didn't like this album which is like fair I guess but like I think he set out to do something and he did it incredibly well like the album is is exactly what he wanted it to be so I think that in itself makes it a great album so nine out of ten for Jesus is King America's favorite podcaster America's favorite music nerd thank you very much (laughs) Moving on to Aubrey Drake Graham's Certified Lover Boy. So here's the thing about this album. I really didn't want to like it. And I put off listening to both of these albums for so long just because I, everyone was talking about it and I didn't want anyone else's opinions to influence me inadvertently so I didn't listen to any reviews I tried to like avoid as many tweets as possible but like it's so annoying because Drake clearly has like such a hold on the youth um and he like just understands that the children are the future and he uh really knows how to like uh keep up with the trends um and make his like music like grow and evolve but him as a person he he's just like very quickly gonna move into like um I feel like into like an Eminem territory where it's like you're just simply too old to be talking about the things you're talking about um and like certified lover boy as a name for an album as a 40 year old man is cringe um and so I expected the album to be cringe but he knows what he's doing sorry (laughs) he knows what he's doing obviously um he does not have as great I think as of a like of musical literary literacy I just I don't think his musical literacy is as high as Kanye's um as the samples on this album are not that great the lyrics are better I think um as far as just like generally poppy stuff that's going to that's gonna slap um he knows how to make a slap he knows how to make a hit uh, i will give him that um champagne poetry like two minutes into the song i knew that i was gonna like this album and that really bothered me um i didn't want to um and also like the last half of this song is like him talking about like remodeling his home so all of his friends can live there and like I get it but like I really want to pose a question to the listeners today to tell me why men are so obsessed with communal living like I'm not joking I think if men at every stage of life it was acceptable to live communally and I don't mean with like three or four people I mean like eight men living in one house together um possibly with girlfriends possibly without one I think that they would men love living communally so much and I I want to I want a scientific paper to be drawn up about why that is poppy's home um this is the point in the album when I realized that it was a hit um the album was gonna slap whether or not I liked it it is what it is um the song is such a banger for absolutely no reason like this song is so good um if this song had dropped at the beginning of the summer I genuinely think that I would probably be a different person in a different place doing far different things because it's so smug it's so it's so good it's so good it's so good Nikki's little cameo like not even a verse just like her talking he did what needed to be done with the song. It's so good. It's a banger. It hits. It's so smug. It's like the perfect uh, diss track. Um, little fruity, little soft, little spicy, zesty. Uh, very Drake. Um, 
God, the song would have caused so much carnage at the beginning of the summer. So much. So many issues. Um, girls like girls. You a lesbian girl. Me too. The line that launched a thousand tweets. Um, besides how funny this line is, the song is not that great. It's it's mid. Um, in the Bible, toxic boy anthem. Um, I personally, even though the song is not bad, after like I listened to the entirety of Donda and then I listened to CLB and after being uh, uplifted my Christian girl spirit being fucking uplifted by Donda to be told <laughs> um ooh that's not in the bible really it didn't feel great okay I will cry I would cry in real life <laughs> if someone said that to me um so yeah no fuck the song uh love all um the song is good jay-z verses have been like he's just he it stocks and bond rap um it's brunch rap uh it's succession rap that's what jay-z is right now but he did not phone it in on this verse verse is pretty good all in all considering what he's put out in the past few years um but it is really fucked that he is on drake's album and not kanye's but the verse is, is incredible it's some of one of the best that i've heard from jay-z in a while um jay-z has also like not fallen into the eminem trap um and even though his raps are like a bit corny um and about like 401k planning he is um acting his age and I have to respect that fair trade uh this is the point in the album that I decided maybe I need to be single for a while I don't know what it is about this song that made me decide that um but maybe I do and Drake you are right that is that is a fair trade that's that's true um let's talk about way too sexy uh it features Future and Young Thug again I'm so glad um that they don't have beef I feel like Young Thug is like in impossible to have beef with i don't know why he just seems so pure of heart um but they have such similar styles that uh, i like at the beginning of their careers i feel like they were always pitted against each other but now they're like every of uh, so many songs have like either a future or a young thug um future like they put them together because their voices are like chocolate and honey and they just go so well together gotta say that terrible terrible awful 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 sample like too sexy for my shirt it's like it's campy it's cute but it's not it's it's just not a good sample for a rap song also this song is so incredibly gay and i don't mean that in a derogatory way i mean it in the most literal way possible this song like there's nothing that you can say that would tell me that this song wasn't created specifically to push the gay agenda and honestly like good for them but that's what this is um tsu personal favorite because I'm Dallas, Texas, born and bred. Um, and then Dallas and Austin got a shout out. Sucks for all of the non-Southern bells out there. Drake says Texas girls are the prettiest. Um, and y'all should listen to him. Uh, Drake is so obsessed with Houston. This is also the point in the album that I decided maybe I should spend more time in Houston <laughs> and, try, and try to meet Drake. Um, listening to this song is incredibly hard to relate to because I do, in fact, have two supportive parents. Um, and also, like, this song is, like, kind of malicious. He, like, kept just talking about how this girl is, like, motherless and fatherless. I would honestly be so um, offended if I was this girl. Like, damn, okay, I get it. I get it. Drake, she has no mom and dad. We get it. Um, I also decided during the song that I could probably make drake fall in love with me if i tried really hard for like at least a month i think i think i could make drake love me that's just me i think i could fix him uh knife talk um the intro is unbelievably bad i don't like it at all um 21 savage is on the song and i like 21 savage um but he's really phoned it in um 21 savage is sort of like going the way of like asap rocky where um you make so much money and you um find different niche like asap it was like fashion um and being attractive and i think 21 savage like he does a lot for his like hometown or whatever and like um like puts on like classes for like money management or whatever but he's clearly his heart is not in rapping anymore and that's fine um but i just don't think that that like his verse is not that good and 
Um, I tried to, uh, how do you say, like, um, manage my expectations for rappers. Like, I don't, I wouldn't say someone is bad if it, like, they're doing the best that they can, but I've heard better from 21 Savage. So I knew that he could have done better. I don't like how stripped down it is either. Like, it sort of reminds me of, like, really early Drake mixtapes. Like, I think that's what he was going for with this. Um, but I just, I don't really like it. Uh, could have been better. And then the last five songs are just entirely, um, like phoned in honestly if i'm being honest i think donda came out and donda was like roughly 26 or 27 songs and so drake added some like stuff from like the archives that were not originally supposed to be on the album and like added them to the end because the last five songs are like not good and even though donda is long it does seem like every song on there serves a specific purpose and like he put a lot of thought into an album of that length and i think while like the beginning of the album for CLB is like really triumphant and like clearly there's a lot of thought put into it and like what is sort of like trending right now and like what people want to hear those last five songs are just entirely unforgettable like not or forgettable like not bad per se but like nothing spectacular like I felt when I first put on this album like the first several songs it was like oh this is this is a slap this is a banger um but like those last fives are just entirely forgettable so yeah, um, all in all, not bad. I give it like a 7.5 as far as Drake albums go. Um, it's not a take care. Like it's not as triumphant as Donda. Like Donda is a masterpiece and a no skip and um, like something that you can revisit a bunch of times. Like I'm probably going to listen to maybe three or four of these songs ever again. Um and it was just – and it, this this album is really unnecessarily long. And maybe I'm biased because, again, I have a Drake problem and he is beefing with Kanye. And I am a Kanye supporter, a Kanye truther, um, a Kanye fan for life. And so I don't like Drake for beefing with my mans and allegedly fucking his wife. Not cool Drake. Um yeah, so the album's okay. It's not as bad as I thought it would be certified. The album cover is so bad. It's, like, so bad it's not even funny. <laughs> like, I don't – like, what was even the point? Like, there's not any, like, songs about pregnancy. Is he talking about trying to impregnate several women? Does he, like, want concubines? Like, I, I wish that that would have been explained. Like, I wish that I would have listened to the album and then, like, understood why he made – that the cover but he didn't i think it would have been way better if he put his cute little son on the cover drake's son so cute so cute for no reason that little boy i could if i could just snatch him up and raise him as my own i would he is so cute he looks like stuart little oh my god he looks like stuart little he's so adorable drake made such a cute ass son i gotta give it to him um so yeah he should have put his son on the album like his son like dressed up as him or something that would have been cute or like him and his son together i don't know that little boy's so cute though um yeah so that's basically it um donda's way better like i haven't after i'm done recording this i'm gonna go like listen to what everyone else has been saying about the album because i i deliberately tried to avoid it just to like not taint any of my opinions but i don't know i don't know how you can argue that donda's not better like I know there's like a lot of ghostwriting allegations about Drake and I do think he writes his own stuff, but like he does not have like he I feel like him and Kanye both understand like culture and the youth in like very specific ways, but Kanye is able to like merge those two things with like a really deep knowledge of like music that I don't think Drake has as much. I don't know. Drake Drake knows how to jump on a trend and do it incredibly well and Kanye just like knows how to make something a trend I think so yeah apples and oranges maybe but I I am riding with Donda on this one speaking of music I was like listening to Lou Reed the other day like an old Lou Reed song um and (laughs) it's so weird to like listen to like old music especially from like like dad core music (laughs) And, like, hear something and let you, like, haven't heard before and be like, what? Like, there's – I forget what Lou Reed's song I was listening to. He's like, colored girls say hey. And I was like, what? 
I was so confused. Um, I was also the other day reading like a like an academic paper, and I saw the word negroid in it. What is a negroid? Like, is that new? Why do y'all keep coming up with new ones? Like, what does what does that even mean? Are y'all dropping new racial slurs? Where did y'all get that one? Crazy. Anyway, speaking of archaic traditions, let's uh let's talk about the Texas heartbeat bill. So excited. <laughs> Before we even get into that, I feel like I have to stop backing myself into a corner and taking such like hardline stances on things because I changed my mind and I'm 22. And so let this just be known that I'm going to change my mind a lot and that's okay because I'm learning every single day and I'm growing and I'm allowed to. But um, I just get very like passionate about things. I'm foreign. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I get very passionate and so I take a hardline stance and then sometimes I change my mind. But I, while all this has been going on the past few days, like there have been stuff that like I want to repost because I do care for some people to have certain information that I see, but they're coming in Instagram infographic form. And I took a very hard line stance against those. And I'm a lot of things, but a hypocrite isn't one of them. So I haven't posted them. And honestly, everyone else is posting them. So it doesn't matter. Um, if you're not aware what the quote unquote heartbeat bill is, which is like a misleading moniker because like a you there's no heartbeat at that stage of pregnancy but it doesn't matter we'll refer to it for the sake of clarity as the heartbeat bill um i am very well um equipped to handle this conversation because i am a texas girl born and bred southern belle raised in hell um basically um our fearless leader, Greg Gregory Abbott, has proposed and signed a bill into law that has outlawed um, abortions after six weeks um, in the great state of Texas. Um, and it's like sort of had some rolling effects uh, in a lot of other conservative states um, because uh, like just naming it the heartbeat bill has like drummed up a lot of support for it. So um, a lot of other states, I think like um, Governor DeSantis of like Florida is trying to do a similar thing. Um, it's really, it's, there's no, um, there's no exceptions for like rape or incest. Um, it, it's all in all, like I, besides like my hardline stance on like Instagram infographics, also don't feel super comfortable like trying to make this about me because um I don't know it feels like really self-aggrandizing um and self-righteous because I'm well aware that um me and most people and like my immediate peer group are not going to be the ones like affected by this in any way at the end of the day I have access to resources um if I were ever in that situation, no matter what I chose, I'd be like very well supported and I have like resources to make the best choices for myself um, either way. So I feel like sort of, I don't know, it feels like self like self-righteous and stupid for me to act like clutch my pearls at this entire thing. Um, and Greg Abbott is such an idiot, dude. Uh, the fact that the bill has no exception for incest and assault, uh, like he was questioned about that the other day, and his response was, Texas is going to get all of the rapists off the streets, just eliminate rape completely. Um, thank you, Daredevil. Tell me how. Tell me how you're going to do it. I want to know. I can't believe that you have rape. How about we start by not charging for rape kits at Texas hospitals? Like, I don't know. I just... It's obviously like really heartbreaking and sad and not for me and not for anyone in my immediate peer group because I know that like we are relatively like insulated from the effects that this will have on people. But like it's so annoying at times to like open my phone and see the self-righteousness from people who are going to be like wholly unaffected by this because like 
I I do like respect a woman's right to choose, but I I don't think enough is said about women who do want to have children um, and are making the choices for like financial reasons or like are in a spot where like they have no idea how they can um, like start a family in like a sustainable, healthy way and like provide a good life for them. Like I want to hear more from women in low income situations about like what needs to be put in their communities for them to not have not only have the right to not have a child but also have the right to have a child like the right to um like be able to provide their their children with like a really um great life because i don't think that we talk enough about it or talk about enough about um what resources need to be provided for them and like just like uh growing up in a low income situation and having two parents that like would have done everything for me like and me and my siblings like they loved us so much and like still seeing how hard it is it is for it was for them to like do it sometimes like I cannot imagine um what that situation is like in a low-income situation where the parents do not want a child or didn't or um were sort of like inadvertently like forced into that I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy and it, you know, blah, 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 cycle of poverty, all of that. It's just, I don't know. I don't have a solution. I just have more discourse. I just have more, like, I don't know. And I'd be less upset if there was, like, some sort of fail-safe in place. Like, the the incest and assault caveat of this just makes it seem so inhumane. Like, that's the part of it that's, like, I, I I can even with like my own personal view on it and like a woman's right to choose I can see the opposite side of it just like growing up with like really conservative Christian parents and um having like a lot of conservative friends and like hearing um that like their stance on this really comes from like a place of what they perceive as empathy but like that that part of it just seems like so inhumane. It seems like just really bad, really, really not good and sad and like just completely taking away someone's autonomy to not just like not have a child, but also deal with like a traumatic situation in a way that they feel is like good. And that just makes me sad. I don't know. I don't have any solutions. It's just, it's sad and it's gross and it's Oh, Greg Abbott, please roll out of town. I hate you. <laughs> um, I do have to say, I want to say something. Um, I know that Matthew McConaughey is uh, drumming up support for his future bid to run for governor. And I want to say that I called that two years ago to my friends. Like I saw like during like the George Floyd Black Lives Matter situation, the way that he was dealing with it, the way that he was working the media, I was like, oh, he is drumming up support for his presidential bid. He's going Ronald Reagan on our asses. And he absolutely is. Um, and I I think he'd win. I think Matthew McConaughey has, has it in the bag if he chooses to run for governor of Texas. Everyone would vote for him. Um, Texas loves Matthew McConaughey. And I don't know. I don't. I think he. I think. Uh, I don't think Matthew McConaughey would be a bad governor. I think he has just enough uh, neoliberal hand wringing uh, with like understanding Texans. I think. I think that that's the problem. Like, I don't. I don't hear people talk about Texas or like the South in a. Uh, nuanced way because I think it's really hard to understand if you're not from here um and in like my last couple of jobs when I've worked with people who are like from the coast like it's really interesting to see the way that they like perceive the south because it's not it's not like that and it's not to say that like the south is like some like super moral place it's like all honeysuckle and blue bonnets and like nothing bad happens but you like they just so clearly don't understand it and I think um having Texans be governed by Matthew McConaughey, um, one will do a lot to like rehabilitate our image to the the national stage and also like have people talk to 
Southerners in like a way that um, doesn't feel like so condescending. And it's just like, I hate it. During like the winter storms, when I was like fucking had no, <laughs> no water, like what getting on the internet and watching people talk about how Texans deserve it was like so gross, dude. Like people are dying. Like get your head out of your ass and your political ideology for five seconds to have like a little bit of empathy for that. Like it's, it's crazy. Be nice to people. I beg. Um, yeah, that's my take on that. I don't know. I hope it works out. I'm, I didn't like look too far into it because I just thought I could just talk about it in like a measured way. And like, I just don't really understand what's happening. Like I'm hearing that this is like unenforceable, um, by like state officials and it has to be enforced by like people. That's why like that whole bounty thing is there. I have to say, regardless of what side of this you're on, you are a nerd ass loser if you make yourself wee wee watchdog penis patrol and you start snitching on people for money. Your dirty blood money. I I don't know, man. Get a life. I try to use this this phrase sparingly, but maybe touch grass. Maybe touch grass if you're doing that. It's so weird. But I'm interested to see what happens. Um I don't know. And I do have to say, like, no, I don't. I don't have to say. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. In other news on the Southern stage, um, <laughs> Joe Rogan got COVID. Ugh, Austin, the gem of Austin, Texas. Joe Rogan got COVID um, and apparently treated it with ivermectin. Um, If you don't know what ivermectin is, one, it's not something that I'm endorsing because I do not do quaaludes or ketamine or anything else. It's not meant for human (laughs) consumption. Um, But ivermectin, according to my research and WebMD, is an antiparasitic drug that is used to treat river blindness and intestinal roundworm infection in humans and to deworm pets and livestock. Um, Lotions and creams containing ivermectin are also used to treat head lice and rosacea. Um, Interesting stuff. Okay, so Joe Rogan apparently took this to um, treat his COVID, um, and a lot of people are doing the same. Um, And he was like on CNN, and they were just talking about how stupid he is. Stupid, stupid $60 million Joe Rogan. Um, And like... Alex Jones, another uh, another gem of uh, Austin, Texas, uh, Sandy Hook denier and uh, creator of Infowars, raving political commentator, um, one of the greatest performance artists of our time, uh, went on air and went on this very long rant about Joe Rogan. Um, and I just have to say, a broken clock is right twice a day. I got into uh, a fight with uh, a leftist in my circle. <laughs> of influence who because like I was talking to him about this Alex Jones bit and it was just funny in general but like he is right that like everyone calling Joe Rogan dumb say what you want about it but he has 60 million dollars in access to some of like the best doctors in the world like I don't think that he would like be trying to kill himself off and leave that 60 million to his wife or something like he is the one on stage with Dave Chappelle. He is the one worth $60 million living on a house on a hill. Like he's not stupid. And if he is, he's smart enough at least to surround himself with like wise counsel. So I don't know if he says it works, then I mean, it's working for him. I'm not recommending anybody else do it. If you don't have $60 million and access to the best doctors in the world, I'd say maybe uh, do something else. But like, it's so stupid. I don't think that anyone who falls outside of your ideology is stupid that's such a dumb way to live your life um and i think that like joe rogan has like cultivated a fan base that he doesn't talk down to even when they don't think what he thinks and that's why he's so popular and like loved because he's just curious about the world um and you're you're not going to make as a former as a former actually know-it-all ass bitch i have to say like nobody likes being talked down to and you're going to catch a lot more honeys with honey, honey. You're going to catch a lot more bees with honey than vinegar. Like just be nice to people. Just stop talking down to people. Um, especially not Joe Rogan because like he, 
in like the the media sphere of interest like traditional media like i don't think is like the biggest fan of joe rogan but like to call him dumb is just so disingenuous he clearly isn't you can't get to where he is by being stupid you don't stumble your way into that position um you do it by either one being incredibly good at what you do and as well as like the business having like the business acumen or surrounding yourself with people with business acumen um and what he does like podcasting i know like it's it's a lot of people like look like look down their nose at it but like especially the caliber he does it even like twitch streamers who are doing like hours long podcasts like it takes a bit of stamina and um further than stamina like you have to keep yourself like healthy like you can't be like sick or like putting your body through the ringer and be able to like do what he does at the level that he does or at the level that like twitch streamers do it like it does take some sort of like consciousness about like your health and your body and like what you're putting it through so yeah it's stupid alex jones is is right about the fact that joe rogan is not an idiot and he's so funny he's so funny aside from his takes on things like he him, Trisha Paytas, Azalea Banks, HRH Collection, such good um, performance artists. Like they really understand like new media and the fact that everyone sort of has like a, a cult of personality and they understand like taking it and, and bringing it to like a certain extreme in order to like keep the attention of the public. They do it so well. Um, calling any of those people stupid is like you just you you don't understand media if you think that they're dumb they're not they it from where i'm standing it looks like they know exactly what they're doing um and you're watching and you're listening which means uh they're doing something right great performance artists performance art trisha paytas hooked up with quentin tarantino goaded quinny t she bagged the she bagged the kid she bagged she bagged quinny t Azalea Banks sold the NFT audio for sex tape for like a million dollars. Goated. All of them. Sorry. Goated. That's the that's the final Girl Gone Mild take. All of those people, greatest performance artists of our generation, um, and absolutely goaded. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I have to say. Those are all the takes for the week. Um, it's, been, it's been a raucous one. The really... I, I loved these past couple of weeks, really kept me interested. Things were starting to slow down a bit. I remember I was like complaining to a friend about like how there's nothing going on in the world and I didn't know what I was going to talk about, but um, they did not disappoint. The world did not disappoint these past few weeks. I've had a lot to to think about and ponder. Um, and now I'm really hungry for a veggie burger. So I'm going to go make one of those. Um, thank you for listening. I will be back next week if the news cycle and the good lord allows it and i'm going to let 43 the studly gentleman from texas play us out with the sweet sweet sounds of the outro Church. Hey,